Welcome to the podcast experiment. Welcome to the podcast experiment. I'm Dave. And I'm Vic. And here we go. What? What? Did you say you got a new tattoo? Got a new tattoo recently. Where is it? What? How come you didn't show that at anybody at the thing? What's the matter with you? Well, would they have like let me in? No. What? Are you, oh, come on. That's awesome. What do you mean, show it to like Pierce or something? Yeah. Okay. So, all right. First of to all, be honest. I thought about it because when in. he was saying like the John Ramita Jr. Yeah. Or whose artwork is that? I, I figured he would be like, oh, which artist is that? And like, I have no idea. I just got this. Off the internet, and I That's had a guy amazing. put it on my arm. Yeah, you'd be like, you don't even know the tattoo artist. Who cares? No. <clears throat> he would have called it out. I took you some of the money. Actually, what you should have said, I remember, you should have said though, "Who's this artist?" And then gone, boom, oh, boom. All right, so here we go. Right. Show other uh, my tats. I save that for the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, <laughs> and and now welcome to the podcast. I'm a nine experiment. out of ten, like George Clooney. Oh God. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast experiment. I'm Dave. And I'm Vic. And I hate George Clooney. And here we go. George Clooney's a great guy. <clears throat> yeah, so what just happened was we just uh, saw Spider-Man Homecoming. And, you know, talk about burying the lead, Vic. Vic, you just you just showed me your new tattoo, and it's a Spider-Man tattoo on your on your left shoulder. He's my favorite comic book character. And, I mean, it was like outstanding. M- most people probably. Well, Probably either Batman or Spider-Man. Like the tattoo, the movie was outstanding. It was very good. Although I think, not to mention Pierce again, but isn't his favorite character like Cyclops? Or <laughs> his favorite X-Men is like Cyclops. Oh, is his favorite X-Men? I, I can't remember if he... Uh, uh, I, I can't remember. I do know Cyclops is his favorite X-Men. It's weird because I know another person whose favorite character, and he has a big tattoo of Cyclops on his arm. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, not that I don't dislike him, but like one of the most boring characters, Cyclops. He has like no personality. He's just kind of like dull. He's very straight, very Uh, dull. Yeah, he's very straight-laced. But anyway, Spider-Man Homecoming. Well, no, but so wait, your tattoo. Now, I remember the whole deal was you'd, do you want to say it or should I? Because I remember the whole conversation. Yeah, I sold my comic book collection recently after like 30 years. It was very, uh, it was a, it was a, a a big deal. A lot to part with. Traumatic for me. Well, it was a lot to part with. So the idea was take some of the money that I made and buy a tattoo so that to, to it'll always be with like part of my yeah. comic book collection now will always be with me like on my arm. And uh and uh it's a hell of a good tattoo, man. It is. I actually like researched it and look, looked up the artist and stuff. And I I, love I have it. other tattoos but some of them aren't so I mean, I mean, nothing as intricate as this. Some of them I, are just like simple I, I feel like you did bury the lead, but I got to tell you uh, multiple endings. That's that's the best extra ending of Spider Man. Of Spider Man, that mean, nobody it's not else one of got the a five chance endings to see. That we were lied to about. <laughs> all right, so let's let's unpack this right now. All right, so first of all, we just came from seeing. Uh, it's like Thursday night before the opening of Spider Man, and we uh, and we of course got a chance to see it at seven o'clock. Oh, we should have made it sound like we had like. Special advanced screening before the public, you know, like, oh, we got <laughs> we invited. Could, we could always do that. By Sony to see that. <laughs> well, technically, uh, you know, Kevin Feige 
uh, invited he, us, he right? Invited us. He's like, he, come on by. He 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 put a trailer out that we all we all saw. I think the rest of the world saw it with us, but we were no. Anyway, so yeah, we saw Spider Man, <clears throat> and it was good. It was very good. Very I good. in fact my I thought it was excellent. I know some people were like. What is it? Just six. I was surprised that I guess the first Spider-Man with you know Sam Raimi and all that was like 2002. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. I guess that's 15 years ago now. But I guess there's been what this is the sixth movie in 15 years, a third actor. Yep. So people are like, do we need another Spider-Man movie? Do we need well, another I don't, so reboot? I didn't hear but it was anyone, excellent. I didn't hear anyone totally ever worth say. It. Yeah, yeah. I, I I haven't heard anyone say, do we need another Spider-Man movie? But the whole idea of like. <clears throat> When Marvel kind of did the big nego- secret negotiations to get the Spider-Man character back, I think that was a big deal and everything. You know, they had uh, Sony had done Spider-Man one, two, and three, and three was a disaster. Two was so great, and three was such a disaster. I don't know how that. And happened, then it but... kind of went away for a couple of years, and in that interim, kind of Marvel really started to blow up, and everyone was saying like, "Wow, they're really handling." these characters that aren't their biggest properties really well. And people kept saying like, Oh, wouldn't it be great if these guys Marvel got their hands back on Spider-Man and then, and then amazing Spider-Man came out somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. And it was a nice idea. Yeah. I didn't mind that one with the lizard. It was, it was a good idea. I think that it just didn't, it, 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 it didn't. That was unnecessary. Through. I feel like it didn't. Because this movie kind of like really changes. I guess. Spoiler alert! Like if you're listening. To oh this yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna it. give a lot of spoilers in this. I mean, it's not really a spoiler to say <clears> like <throat> they really changed up. Like, there's no origin story, and like his costume is different, and like the characters are different that he goes to school with, and so it's like they really change it. I feel like the one with Andrew Garfield and the lizard, the Amazing Spider-Man, like they change it a little bit, where like his parents were like well, working a, for Oscorp, but yeah. they didn't change it like enough. So that to me seemed like an unnecessary reboot because like you get his origin again, yeah, and you get like Mary Jane again and all well, this stuff. I, I think that they also for the Andrew Garfield. Um, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, and then Amazing Spider-Man Two, right? <clears throat> they were definitely setting up an, a world, like a, mm-hmm. a like a whole world, world building is a whole thing, and yeah. and uh, and I thought that they were on a good track, and they were kind of using a sort of a an Ultimate Spider-Man bent sort of storyline where they were making. The, the the radioactive spider be a part of like the Osborne corporation yes. and his parents worked for Oscorp <clears throat> and they discovered something and yeah and they were, that's why and they, they were, were making it a something. very conspiracy theory sort of thing and they were involving his parents and he had I I think that it was a a good idea yeah but uh, one of the big things that they were drawing out was who actually killed uh, Uncle Ben. Because in the second one, which was awful, I think Oscorp was like experimenting on people, and they were have, like doctor. You saw like Doctor Octopus's arms in the background. Yeah, and stuff. So, so they, they were, were again planting they were gonna, the Sinister yeah. Six and like a whole franchise with that. And uh, there was a lot going on that they 
ultimately didn't get a chance to to do. I think that the second Amazing Spider-Man was, um, you know, if you remember, there was like this whole opening with Paul Giamatti, who's played this Russian, <laughs> you know, kind of psycho, who then had a came the rhino, the rhino, and he was in a big mechanical suit, and that was just a little weird and. I think that the big struggle, which I think is interesting, um, and it kind of dovetails back into the whole Man of Steel thing, is there's this whole bit where the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man almost doesn't want to be Spider-Man, or he kind of struggles with the back and forth of like kind of owning up to the Spider-Man part, uh, or the character. Uh, there's a lot of moments where he just rips his mask right off. I thought the, the casting for that... Um, <laughs> with Jamie Foxx casting seemed like it was going to be a really interesting thing him as uh electro but then the movie that Jamie Foxx uh you know he he's it's very it's much more similar to um the first part of it is very similar to uh Jamie Foxx is almost like Jim Carrey in Batman and in, in, uh, Batman um Forever where he when and Jim Carrey played um was the Riddler where he's this kind of nerdy guy who works at this company and then gets exposed and get turns into the supervillain and he's only bent on kind of, you know, ooh, now I have to stop this. You know, it was very... And the bad, that Dane DeHaan yeah. kid was bad. It's like Norman Osborn. Young Os- <clears throat> Norman Osborn. Harry Osborn. Harry, yeah. Uh, but also, also like, w- one of the things I just really get mad about and... and I really did notice this when when the remember when the second mummy movie came out the Brandon Fraser yes. mummy so there was this whole moment where they just began to kind of compound abilities to this mummy right in this Brandon Fraser movie where the this mummy could just I mean they could just do things that are just like how how is this this person doing this and and really what it was all about was the effects guys the visual effects guys were like hey now we can make we have particle effects so we could basically make sand into the face of a mm-hmm. person so why don't we just make so, so they basically pitched that probably to the directors and the director was like yeah cool we're gonna have a sandstorm in the and the mummy's gonna be in control of a sandstorm and then mm-hmm. make it look like a face and so it looked cool, but it it kind of jumped the shark because it basically said, like, if the mummy could do that, why is it even struggling fighting a person? And so the same thing with with the with the Jamie Foxx as Electro. There are moments where he's like he's like um, like breaking down and passing through wires and showing up as in other places as Electro. Mm-hmm. If he could do that, why would he have trouble fighting Spider-Man at all? Like, he's completely, like, 50 times more powerful than Spider-Man. Anyway, so that those are the reasons why it's just... It, it kind of ceases to do have logic. But in this Spider-Man movie, yeah. uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, it was... It was very good, and the escalation was very good. And, yeah. and one of the things I, I really enjoyed was the idea that, uh, you know, they, they used Tom Holland, okay, who, who was the young Spider-Man in um, Civil War. And it was a great way to introduce him. 
and <clears throat> this is the first real time that they have a kind of high school age Spider-Man mm-hmm. who who looks the age. He doesn't just kind of say, "Hey, we're going to put him in high school." But I never really bought that Andrew and he's Garfield like a sophomore was, in high school. Yeah, he's he's playing fifteen years old, and wow. that's when Spider-Man got his powers in the comics. Um, and man, this kid was really good. He was really solid. He's got he's got uh, you know that yearning. He really wants to be an Avenger. He really wants to impress Tony Stark. I think oh. I, I bought all of that. I was gonna say. Getting back to our Wonder Woman review, yeah, and getting back to our Batman vs Superman review, I can't list that many examples, but it seems like in this movie he loves being Spider-Man. Yeah, like Wonder Woman, she loves being Wonder Woman. Iron Man loves once he discovers being Iron Man, like Tony, so he has to tell the world that he's fun. Iron Man. But like Superman is just so down; he doesn't want to be Superman. <laughs> And even Batman, like the Ben Affleck one, he's like, we're criminals yeah, and this oh, and that. God. Like, So, worst. like, I think it's like a theme. Like, you want to see... First of all, it's realistic. It's like, if you're a kid and you get Spider-Man's powers, it's or you're a billionaire and you can be Iron Man, like, you would want to do that. It's yeah. Like, yeah, it's exciting. Or Captain America. I mean, it's more like his duty to be but Captain still, America. But he, still, he owns it. And I think that's part of like the, your what's, Superman is yeah. like you know, his dad's telling him like don't use your powers. And that's stuff. just it's dumb. Like, it's depressing. Like nobody wants to see that either. No, it's dumb as a character motivation, and it's not fun for the audience to watch some guy. Especially since every kid growing up like wants to be Superman. At right. some point, you wish you could have his powers, and you're watching him being like, "Why is he so miserable? Like, <laughs> if I was Superman, I'd be flying around. I'd have, and I'd have fun lifting up." Building, saving people and stuff. He's and like, I, why is he so yeah, depressed? Yeah, and so, and so, the, yeah, a big part of superheroes, certainly for when you're young, is the wish fulfillment aspect of it. And so what's also what's really responsible, quite frankly, for superheroes is that they, they have superheroes do good things with what they have. And mm-hmm. so... As a kid, you're like, oh, I want to I want to be like I want to have these powers. And if and if helping people out is part of the game. Yeah, sure. Because you get a chance to climb walls. And that's what I need to do to like earn these powers. Yeah, be outstanding. And so uh, what's really, really fun about this is that. Is that, you know, you have Robert Downey Jr. um, Playing Tony Stark, doing a great job. And he is the kind of the responsible adult, but he's also kind of fun. He's having a fun time doing mm-hmm. it too, and he's a fun uncle. Yeah, and 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 he's fun and funny. He's kind of like, uh, you know, which is in the trailer where he says like, "Don't don't do what I do, and don't do what I what? How does he put don't it? Don't do anything I would do. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. It's a little." Like gray area in there. There's a little area, and he kind of and we, and that's and that's fun. Um, and this kid, you know, Tom Holland does such a great job of kind of earnestly wanting to to be an Avenger. You know, it's it's, it's yeah, the enthusiasm. The he enthusiasm has. is real, and we have a whole mo- we have a few like kind of montage moments where. He is he is being a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's kind of giving directions to people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. 
It's great. Even the Stanley cameo is just really fun where uh, he kind of stops a, a car thief, but the mm-hmm. car alarm's going off and people are kind of yelling at him. Hey, man, don't you know I work? I work nights. I'm trying to sleep. And, and now all of that is good fun. It's well lit. Very bright. Easy to follow action. <clears throat> I think um, <laughs> I think it was very smart to to give him, you know, the the problem with a solo kind of a, a singular hero is you got to give him people to talk to. Otherwise, yeah. he's going to because he can't have thought balloons and stuff like that. And so this was very smart to kind of give him a couple of people to kind of bounce off of. And somebody who knows he's secret a, identity. A confidant. Yeah. And they, uh, they always set have a, that up. But I got to tell you, one of the things I, I, I quite enjoyed, and, and I have a whole issue with, with trailers, and, and we kind of talked a little bit about this. And we've and I've, we talked about this before on the podcast, but I think we should have another another separate, like a follow-up for more trailers. Because mm-hmm. this the, the trailer does kind of give up... Uh, a few nuggets, definitely a few set pieces. And I don't, I re I just don't like when the trailers show too much, but what I will say that I would, it was still very good about this movie was the escalation wasn't in the trailers. And so the, so you see some of these moments and I was very pleased that they escalated in the, in the movie. So the jeopardy, was was very present mm-hmm. uh you know we we kind of um you know in the trailer you kind of see that somehow they're down in dc well we follow how he gets down there and and how he has to kind of save his his friends that are in the uh the washington yeah, it's monument an extended sequence and it was a, in the trailer i just see him stuck on the side of the washington monument but there's a whole like action yeah and and, and it was there. very well it was very well constructed and it also leads to this kind of um sort of the the the, the villain michael keaton the, the villain sort of parsing together how he could figure out Peter's in D.C., Spider-Man shows up in D.C. at yeah. the same time, and he pieces it together. <clears throat> he pieces it together, and I think that's very clever. Um, I uh, I also just really, I mean, I really appreciate, I'm, I'm, as I was kind of watching watching the movie, I'm just thinking, like, the construction of these scenes, again, I feel like probably a really important thing in the, in the screenwriting is how you, you, you create tension and then you escalate and uh and this is they really they really got this right and i think that in a in in a time where yes this is the sixth spider-man movie that we've gotten it could very well have gone seemed very bland it could have been very by the numbers but it wasn't um so i really i really appreciate it i really uh yeah i was saying it's the sixth the sixth movie in a franchise, essentially, but it's like feels fresh. It feels fresh, and it feels like a brand new one. Marvel like, knows uh, what it's doing. They really it's do. Crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Give them something to do, and they make a big hit out well, of it. Well, you know, one thing that you you said straight out of the gate was the first couple of minutes of the movie, Tom Holland isn't even in it. Yeah, first couple of minutes is all Michael Keaton, 
and it is establishing his presence in in the Marvel universe that we've already seen. I thought that was very clever. Um, it's it's set up his motivation and his sort of bitterness and how he's got to be a black market sort of why dealer. He's the villain, yeah, yeah. Why he's a villain, but also what is he trading? And he and it's kind of he's trading alien tech for what? I also think. <clears throat> Which, which I th- I think is actually quite clever is um, in in the comics there was this whole um, I, I think it was one of the reboots of of what was Secret Wars was them talking about why there are villains that have this advanced technology and where are they getting it from and it didn't really go that far and I thought it was very clever to make this movie be a part of that or or take that as a as one of its subplots where you know why would a couple of guys who are just robbing banks have this super high-tech equipment but what what it was was essentially it was setting up like spider-man thinking he's mainly just kind of stopping a couple local bank robbers, but then him trying to impress Tony Stark and trying to kind of follow a thread. And Tony Stark's kind of like putting it down and don't, hey, it's not a big deal. But I really enjoyed that because he he quickly got in over his head. And I, I thought that that was a lot of fun. I thought that was a lot of fun. I also, the set pieces were 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 solid. You know, they're seen in the trailer, you know, like one of the big set pieces is um, the fairy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I enjoyed it. And the escalation of that was was really good. I felt like there was a lot of Spider-Man, which which Some is of these another thing you don't, we don't see get. too much of Superman. You don't see too much of whoever. But this was like a lot of that Spider-Man costume was on screen. Sure was. So he, that, I like that. that and when he lost his. Uh, his his special Spider-Man suit. He still put on his other one. Yeah, and he was super responsible, which was good. It was really really good. I also really enjoyed that he valued life because because we have definitely talked about how Superman let city blocks be decimated, <laughs> right? There's some, Horrible. There's I don't some, care how they try to explain exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but in in this Spider-Man movie, there's some damage, but not human damage. And uh, and the biggest kind of there's a, a, a plane that crashes, but it cl- literally crashes. It avoids everything and crashes along a beach. So I think it was like, ah, that's how you do it. It was really really well done. Um, again, it was it was just so much fun. Uh, one of the things that I, I really enjoyed was the notion of, like, I think by design, it, w- w- it was quite clever to kind of have, and, you know, we got, a, again, we got an introduction of this Spider-Man in Civil War. And so it kind of, we see him really quick, and then he quickly has Spider-Man, the special, like a Spider-Man costume. And, you know, his eyes articulate the way they do in animation. And so it's a lot of fun to see. Well, what what was very clever was that the conceit is um, Peter, 
Peter Parker got his Spider-Man, like this iteration of a Spider-Man costume from Tony Stark. And so it kind of it quickly kind of jumps him ahead of the line and gives him fancy web shooters and gives him stuff. And you think, okay, this is good. This is a plausible thing that a 15-year-old kid could have all of this. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. What I thought was v- even more clever, though, was sort of exploring that and then cleverly taking it away and and literally having him have a suit that was that had that had safety switches on it almost and having him and his buddy hack the suit you know, training wheels protocol <laughs> which is very clever i thought that was really cool um so it was a version of the iron spider-man suit in a way um but it 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 allowed for it being a modern telling of Spider-Man and still had Peter still be at the center of it, still had Peter using his web fluid. So he, the things that made him uniquely Spider-Man were still all things that he owned, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, but then, you know, kind of with the flourish of the Spider-Man suit, I just, I, I enjoyed all of that. I, I had a lot of fun. Top marks. <clears throat> Top marks. High marks. Um, it was fun. Sounds, sounds like, like fun. fun. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Man of Steel is not fun. Not fun. And which is which is really which is really sad because uh, it was funny. Uh, we were just watching Kimmy Schmidt, and there's this great little throwaway line where it's like men always want things they can't have, and she's like going down this list, and one of the lines is like a super a, a good Superman movie. Mm-hmm. And it's true. It's like we it's like we nowadays we can't see. Let Marvel get, make get Superman. One. Well, maybe we should, right? Um, it's it's just they care about their characters. They care about the property, and they know it's it's like it's like the wish list. You know, you know how like great directors, any kind of a good filmmaker, always you know, anytime they're pressed or they're asked or whatever, they're always told. I mean, they always kind of say, in one way or another, they always say. I would I make the movies that I would want to go and see. Yeah. Right? You can't you can't anticipate the audience. You got to make So you just make a, you know, like people are like, "Oh, you how do you make it so good?" Well, I just make a movie that I would want to go and see. Right? And so they have a good taste. They make a good movie. And so it seems like Marvel is doing that because they care about these characters. They care about it. The design and all of the kind of the unfolding, they know what they love and then they share it with us. And that is the way to do it. It was one of the, what if the director like likes shitty movies? <laughs> He's like, I make the movie that I want to see. <laughs> well, then they won't keep going. Like the other night I was watching something with my wife and she, and she mentioned, uh, if looks could kill, do you remember <laughs> oh, this God. movie with Richard, Richard Grieco? She's like, that was a good movie. He's oh, on a class no. trip with his class and he's a spy. There's no so I'm way thinking if she made a movie that, and she used that argument, like, I make movies that I want to see, she would be making, like, if looks could kill, nothing but trouble. <laughs> and, and with uh, and white Chevy tricks. Chase and the. Uh, <laughs> so, like, you got to wonder sometimes. Well, you know, people, she's not directing movies, is. though. So. Thank God. <laughs> well, I mean, thank God, but maybe not thank God for Richard Grieco. Richard Grieco could still be I working. I that guy. <laughs> he'd still be, he'd I still seen be him working. seen since Night at the Roxbury. Anyhow, we digress. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But yeah. I wonder, even with myself, like, I, you know, I like all kinds of movies, but I wonder, like, I'm going to make this movie for me. But what if, you know, you're making it for, like, nowadays movies go to China and they go all over the world and stuff. Like, you're asking a lot to pick a director, I guess, who has to know. But then again, maybe it's universal, like, what makes a good movie. Like, well, what I you want to see in a movie, you want to see a good story and a good sure. acting and stuff. So it's not, like, a specific taste of a specific sure. person <laughs> i think what's funny though is we and we were talking about this just before uh on a on another uh podcast we were saying how like you hire nowadays you kind of hire up-and-coming directors to take on some pretty big properties but as long as they're as long as they're shepherded right there's always a good chance that you're going to get good stuff and i think that obviously you have someone like kevin feige in in, in the case of these marvel movies you have kevin feige who's like the lead producer, but then he has other producers uh, with him. And then they, and they, uh, they, I kind of looking at behind the scenes and listening to some of the things they do approach these movies with like a writer's room sort of approach. So even though there, there may be one or two, even a couple, I think that Spider-Man does have four writers on it, but they approach it with like a collection of good ideas yeah, you think and then they work it and then they kind of and and again they kind of you can tell that they with this director he had a he had a, a good take on it a good point of view and uh and and that was probably what got him you know got him the job you think they're still like since they're young they're still hungry are they still yeah they're not jaded yet. Like they're not bigger than the movie. Right. They serve the movie. They serve the movie, uh, and they can be directed themselves. Yeah, which a lot is of to times say I they think can be guided. They have like a not what do you call it? Like you're not going to have Tarantino not a screen test, that. but sort of like they'll have the director come in and say like, "What's your vision?" Right. Of the movie, and they'll be like, "I see Spider Man like this," and then the producers will be like, "That's how we see it." You know, you know, right. Or 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 you're not hiring or them. Even like saying like, "Wow, that's how we see it," but we think what you just said is even it's like making us yeah, they, look they at what we have pitch. in a kind of a even a different way because i i remember back like a, a year and a half or two years ago or whatever when that director got signed on and he and he was saying something like uh this spider-man is going to have like a ferris bueller sort of a feel to it and i remember thinking like huh that's a kind of a clever thing but all i was thinking was because Ferris Bueller is very much about wish fulfillment also. And he kind of lived a double life in the sense that there's like Ferris being at home and his his parents thinking that he's like, oh, this like sweet kid when he's off kind of gallivanting throughout the city. And what I figured was like in terms of a take was there's this whole moment where Ferris is, is kind of rushing home to kind of get home before his parents get there. Mm-hmm. And I thought that uh, there's going to be a big sort of uh, a duality there where Spidey was just, no matter what he was doing, saving the day, doing whatever he's got to do, he just wanted to, no matter what, make sure that Aunt May never found out. And I thought like, oh, that's, that's actually a really clever take. Now, ultimately, that was the take, but it was not, in the way that I just said, it was done in a, in a, in a, in a different way. And 
it was very complete. It felt very modern. It's the city the, the you know, the kids that he was going to school with were like of all walks, which I thought was very good. Uh, the casting was like this nice array of kids. Uh, it felt like real New York, you know, I, 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 I mean, very high marks. I, I loved it. Top notch. Top notch. <laughs> That's my review. Top notch. Top notch. Well, my review is excellent. Thumbs up. I, I really, I, I was like, this is excellent. There are moments where I was like, I don't know how he's going to get out of this. From beginning to end, yes. Uh, of course, then I remembered, oh, I saw this shot, so I know what's going to happen. Oh, that's oh, a whole So there's like, you know. Don't I've, watch the trailers. I'm more convinced, more, more now more than ever, and, I, and, and the, tra- the watching of the trailer did not ruin this experience for me, but now more than ever, I'm just not watching trailers. Don't watch trailers ever again. Uh, and also one of the people that we saw it with, he kind of came away saying it was good. And I could tell he was underwhelmed because he had seen so many. But that's another. Uh, we'll, we'll, that's a we'll, podcast for another day. We'll, it's a podcast for another day. Um, again, I really want to say lots of fun seeing Tony Stark, but never once did anyone outshine the, the main character. Like you said, it was a kid who wanted to be the hero. There was a lot of Spider-Man. Yeah, a lot of Spider-Man. Never once felt like, no, this isn't really... This, you know, never once felt out of character. And Spider-Man, how I envisioned him. All your life. Yeah, when you're reading the book. That's yeah. the, he's there on the screen. That's the, that's voice. the key to all these Marvel movies is they realize the characters the way... That's how I knew no Captain America would act. Yep. That's how I know and th- it, and, Thor and, would talk. And... In uh, all of the years that we've been reading it, watching this still felt fresh, right? I never felt like, oh, here we go again. And that was, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to, do. to do. Yeah. So high marks. Top go, see, go see Spider-Man Homecoming. It was a lot of fun. I think it was called Homecoming because there's a whole moment in it that has a homecoming feel. But it was really like Spider-Man coming home to Marvel Studios. That's right. And uh, and they did it. They did a great job. I say, uh, I say definitely go see it. Uh, so so that's it. That's it. The uh, the experiment continues. Continues, but this podcast is, uh, has come to a close. So thank you. <laughs> we're thank trying to. We're we're working on it. It's, <laughs> thank it's you coming. for listening. Thank you for listening. This is the this has been the podcast experiment. I'm Dave. And I'm Vic. And. Uh, So long. So long? Yeah.